Hello and welcome to the Tongue and Cheek Podcast. I'm Ilana. I'm Dina. And we are so excited. We have the most amazing guest today. We could not be more excited. She is an editor, copywriter, and reporter out of New York City. She has worked in fashion and beauty. She's written a ton of influencer culture. She's basically an expert in all things pop culture. She's written for Refinery29, Shop Bazaar. Uh, currently, she's a contributor for Birdie and also for um, Adore Me. She is the senior copyright editor. We are so excited to welcome Sophie Ross. You might already know her from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. She does the most amazing podcast every Monday with him where they do a pop culture breakdown. And today we have stolen her and welcome her. Welcome Sophie Ross. Hi. 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 We're so happy to have you here. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so sorry for the delay. (laughs) Sophie, thank you so much for being on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We really, really can't tell you how excited we are to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. I know I've like, I, I like was running late and I'm a little like stressed today, but now I can finally like have some fun. Oh, yes. We hope you de-stress with us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts, ever is uh, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey and your Mondays with him where you're doing pop culture breakdown I think Dina and I will after have hours of discussion because we always love your opinions and your banter and we told Ryan last time he was on our show that we were going to ask him why you friend zoned him because you guys <laughs> have such great chemistry <laughs> Oh my god, stop. Okay, first of all, I'm blushing. Thank you so much. We like, it really was just like an organic thing because I went on as a guest originally and we do just have like great banter. We have the same sense of humor, the same weird sense of humor. So it just like flows and then eventually I kept coming back and back and he was like, let's just do like weekly and I was like, sure, why not? It seriously is something I look forward to like every week. It's like my Monday thing. I know like it's going to be the best thing. And I love your commentary. Imagine you in bed with your fast food. I'm like, what are they going to talk about? Yes. And I love hearing about like your weekend antics because I am with my husband since I'm a teenager. I have like, I'm like the most not cool person, not ever doing stuff. And I feel like you're like living the life like in another world. I'm like, oh, I could have been this person. Like I never could have. But I feel like I could. Oh my God, you can live vicariously through me. The, the sad part is that my stories are so much more like wild and explicit. But I know <laughs> my, my family members, my parents, and like my grandparents listen to the podcast. So I try to keep it PG. But when we're like not on like the record, I feel like <laughs> I have such, I have even better stories. I need to go and like call her daddy or something. I don't yeah. know. Yes. <laughs> but I guess if your mom, like, you know, make your voice not so that your parents won't know. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> I actually, no, if your mom listens to everything, it won't work out. <laughs> I actually went on one podcast called How Come. 
And I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's hosted by Remy Casimir, and it was started because she had never had an orgasm. And it's all about sex and orgasms and stuff. But we also talked about pop culture, but we also talked about sex. And when I promoted that podcast on my Instagram, I literally hid it from my parents. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I was like, they'll just never know. They're, they'll never know. <laughs> It'd be amazing if one day your mom came up to you and she's like, so about that podcast. I know. And on, I learned the lesson, my lesson the hard way. Cause I don't know if you remember this one of my first early on episodes with Ryan, I was telling, I was talking about how someone paid me for foot pictures and I was yes, like, yes. <laughs> and I had to have that conversation with my dad. So yeah. <laughs> with your dad, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So lesson learned. And that's why I told Ryan, I was like, no more about my personal life because my mom will be like, so who was that boy? And I'm just like, shut up. I can't. You'll be see you have like, like classic Jewish mommy our mom does not listen to anything like Zena and my mom one day I was talking about actually something quite serious with them and my mom's like yeah I heard on the podcast I was like you listened and she's like no Dina told me <laughs> oh my god that's so funny and that's what Ryan said too Ryan was like you're lucky your parents care enough to listen he was like my parents never listen like never. I was telling my mom about like how we were having you on and I was like and your parents always like you know listen and my mom was like oh you'll never have that issue you can tell me whatever you want but I will never know yeah we do not have to worry Oh, even, even my husband I will disclose like the craziest things about him on this podcast because I know he'll never listen like and I will tell him even what I said he's like you said that and I was like no oh my god I love that <laughs> so much like that's the dream that's the dream because I want to I want to like share these hilarious stories and make people laugh but like you know can't have the rents getting in. Yeah. <laughs> there are certain things that it's better they don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So people oh, are hide this one because my mom will be mad. She'd be like, "Why do you hide things from me? Like, why <laughs> wouldn't you share things?" That's what it is. I don't talk enough about my personal life with them. They're like, they try to get any details they can. I'm like, I'm sorry. But that's the thing with having Jewish with having a Jewish mother. She yeah, no. likes to like cry. I think I'm a bit like the opposite where I tell my mom too much where she's like, you don't need to be like, I don't need to be involved in this journey with you. And I'm like, no, let's go on it together. Let's see what happens. Wait, you know what that reminds me of? Ashley Darby. Do you guys watch Potomac? Yes. (laughs) But no, that conversation with her mom. The three holes? Yeah. But she, she, I was like, yeah. I, yeah, I would never do that with my mom. I mean, no, I wouldn't know my mom. And her mom was like, like yeah, for sure. Like, she's like, I get that, of course. Like, yeah. that's how you're going to keep your men, of course. Like, if I would even tell my mom about anything, like, related to sexy time with my husband, yeah, my mom's not. I would, like, cover it in, like, sweetness. You know what I mean? If it was, like, in meaning, like, oh, you know, we had sexy cuddle and blah, blah, blah. And that's, like, if, which would never happen because I have a Jewish mother who wants yes. to, like, assume, like, immaculate conception, just like I assume that's how Dina and I came about. Like, there is absolutely no conversation like that ever. <laughs> I know. That's the other thing. It's, like, my sister's getting married and my sister's 32. She's three years older than me. So, like, you know, she's at the age where she's getting married. And, you know, I was like, when are you guys going to start having kids? And she was like, well, I'm not, you know, getting any younger. And I'm like, our parents are going to finally know that we like have sex. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> or at <laughs> no, least one see, of us does. I know. Yeah. I don't have a child yet. So I'm assuming my parents assume I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> and it's funny that that's like, oh, and you know, when people are like, oh yeah, so we started trying like at this state. I'm like, so you were like fucking unprotected. Yeah. Like I just start <laughs> picturing it in my mind. I'm like, that's just what I picture. <laughs> no, it's really that awkward time where people start having those conversations with you. Like, have you started trying? Like I remember not so long ago, I was sitting with a couple friends of mine who they have two boys now and it was when they were trying for their second son and she was like you haven't started yet are you trying what are moves are you using and I was like is this a conversation we have like no 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 and her husband sitting there like nodding he was there and you know like like very interested in this conversation I was like whoa we are not like ever this is never gonna happen that's not a conversation I have with anyone let alone like some other friend like no 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 thank you very much and I don't want to know about you either (laughs) I know and some people are like so like like open about those I'm like yeah that Ashley Darby comment really I was like I don't want to picture that I just immediately start picturing it I'm like I don't want to picture it no I was picturing my and I was like that is not nice for the eyes it stings a little I'm not ready for this I still want to believe that she doesn't have to have sex with him. Like, and when she makes comments like that, I have to believe it. You have, for your own sanity, you have to like tell your things. Wait, like I, I actually feel like she, the fact that she has the perfect excuse to not do anything with him. And Mm -hmm. she still makes, I'm like, she has to like somewhat enjoy it. Like, I feel like she kind of has, like, she does. I think she, she must just, be into him. I think right? she is. I think she actually so, really is. Remember, like, when they, she had that plot of trying to, like, get in touch with her dad, and they showed the pictures, and they kind yeah, of looked they similar? Looked like- That's when I realized she actually is attracted to Michael. Like, the whole time, I didn't believe it. And then I was like, oh, she's not, like, gold digging. Like, she really has, like the most sincerest of daddy issues because <laughs> you know, like she would she's sleeping with someone that looks just like her daddy so okay I get it and he's also withholding and unloving and unkind so it's what she knows mm-hmm. which is sad I'm not saying that clip I'm just saying you know it did make her not a gold digger in my mind yeah it makes sense it, it, mm-hmm. it does make sense that was like an illuminating so I actually only binge watch Potomac like all at once right before the season I think it was like back in February or March oh you're so lucky I love those I know it was I'm always jealous I know it was like you watch it bit by bit you like forget little things you probably have all the details also like really hot in the heart yes you have like all the context like fresh and Karen's glow up. I will never get over season one Karen. Like, how? She looked 20 years older than she looks now. I know. I know. And even, like, in terms of her style, when I think about, like, the camouflage look she did at her press conference, and, like, the, I think it was last night at the beginning of the episode and the, and the, also the end of the first episode where she was wearing that sparkly dress with the fur. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God, does she look at those pictures the way I look at pictures of when I was in high school? And it was like, oh, I can't believe I wore that. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> she looks so good now. I know she looks so good. You know who doesn't, though? Giselle. Giselle's like, I looked good always. <laughs> no, Giselle's clothes and her house 
the only thing oh. I find more costing on television is looking at Leah. I don't I, like between the two of them. I just feel assaulted, yeah. and I just like I literally at times will close my eyes, like because it's too much. It's too much. Well, stimulation one of my friends who's the stylist she was telling me leah represents gen z and i said no she doesn't and we got in like a huge back and forth about if leah's style is actually like the future of where style is going and leah's no. just so far ahead and i and alana and i again as stylists think no like she's like the downfall she's not the uptake yeah, her style so she, she, is objectively so, bad. Yeah. Objectively. Yeah, no, it's not, and it's not, like, cool. Like, you know, if someone's, like, oh, wow, they, you know, they're wearing, like, streetwear or whatever it is, but, it, like, looks cool. It's, like, no, she wears, like, objectively ugly shit that, like, doesn't go together. That clashes. No. no. And it's also, like, it has that sort of, to me, like, plastered, I'm trying really hard to be cool. Yeah. Like, you don't have any effortlessness nothing that says i am chic organically i just throw these together it's like i'm very much trying to be cool yeah there's something that like reeks of insecurity to me about like having constant glam like dorit mm -hmm. and erica or whoever it is it's like the constant like slicked back ponytail or whatever it is like perfect glam it's like it's just it just makes you look really like insecure in my opinion. I I'm agree like, why completely. Do you need all of that? Yeah. And there's like one influencer who I'm not going to name, but like for literally every single event of her life, whether it's like a dinner or like anything, she freaking has a glam squad over. And I'm like, what? And it's like, she's all about like body positivity and confidence. And it's like, how, how are, what kind of message is that? Like, I feel comfortable just like, you know, with my own, this is me at work right now. No, you look beautiful. I don't know if you heard You're so beautiful. I don't think you're, yeah, I think it's hard to look at someone who has like perfect skin. It's so beautiful. Like, like, you know, maybe I think that there is certain people who maybe do the glam to hide also like their lack of natural beauty. It takes the effort, but I agree that especially with a lot of influencers. Oh my God, I want to tell you something. Just a funny side note. On our first podcast, we quoted you. Like an article you wrote. Oh, and I really? realized what it last it? night. I was researching you and like just making sure like I, you know, just to like make sure when we did our intro before you are on and like that I had all my details right about where you work and all these stuff. And then this article you wrote on Ariel Sharnid and, um, oh, you know, being you. sort of the face of, of like kind of influencers during COVID and how they were being um, framed. And I was like, I literally have in my notes, like by Sophie Ross. And I didn't realize it till last night when I was writing my notes again. I was like, wait, why am I having deja vu? Oh my God, that's so funny. I love that. And I love it's a that very fast like, moment. Yeah, like that was like such a huge like viral thing that happened because it started with my Twitter thread like at the beginning of the pandemic and it yeah. became this huge viral thing. And it was like very difficult for me to kind of like navigate that. And I really didn't want to like be known as just someone who wrote that Twitter thread. So I'm glad. You no. with that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That so was that, a, that was a crazy time. Yeah. Like between Ariel and like Danielle, um, I feel like that whole thing, when we first started our podcast, that was one of our main topics we were talking about because it was just so interesting. However, uh -huh. yeah, but just coming from like kind of the influencer background ourselves and looking at the way things were being 
handled by really public, very big kind of branded people. It was so interesting, their sort of missteps, let's say. Mm -hmm. And I was fascinated by it. And then I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I yeah. didn't realize how much we could do. But sorry, I know I just took us on a whole different train of thought. No, I did yeah. have a different point actually just about what we were talking about, which was, yeah. do you remember when Kim went out to Fashion Week without any makeup? Like after her after her robbery? Yes. Yeah. And she went out, no makeup. And it was so powerful. Like, and she looked so gorgeous. And then even on camera, she started appearing more and more without any makeup. I think that there should be more of that. And I think that one of our biggest problems is sort of over kind of saturating the need yes. for glam in order to be beautiful. Yes. And honestly, I'm calling it now, like on the record, that like natural fresh face thing is going to be like the like hot trend. That's going to be like, it's going to be no more like hardcore, like super insane glam. It's going to be all about the fresh face. And I even noticed it with like, I feel like the Kardashians are kind of right now, like feel they, they're kind of fading. Like mm -hmm. no one really cares about them anymore. They kind of just don't feel like in step with what's cool anymore. And I've noticed that, like, Kylie and Kim have both been starting to post, like, more, like, fresh face stuff, more, like, everyday, like, Instagram stories. Like, and that's what I was saying all along. It's, like, the, the glam, like, just the promotions. Like, it's all, like, just too much. If they just started being themselves. And now, you know, obviously, I think it's probably has a lot to do with, like, Addison Rae, Charlie, D'Amelio. Like, all those Gen Z, like, fresh face, young. It's, like, they don't have those huge lip fillers. Like, that, it's not cool any, anymore to have, like, the massive, massive fillers. No. No, I can see that. But I do feel and like I, they're trying to make Addison a Kardashian. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her, like, PR, like, trajectory. Because she had, like, her music video... Like, now she's in that, like, movie, and she, like, was at that UFC fight or whatever, saying hi to Trump. Like, everything, it's just, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with her. They're not really doing I, a good job of, like, putting her as anything. Yeah, I Yeah, but I feel like it's kind of like, you know how Rinna keeps trying to make her mom Lois, like, a thing? I feel like her PR team are trying to make her a thing, and they're, like, she has this following. We want to make something of her, but they don't know what to make of her even themselves. And probably because they're not from her generation, so they don't get her lure. But <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I, like, she has so many young fans, but it's just not translating to like millennials. Like, we're just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, no, thank <laughs> you, though. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so, we God. really wanted to talk with you about like the recent Bravo pop culture things that are happening. And one yes. of the first that Two things that happened this morning, at least, was Hannah officially announcing that she's not on Bravo chat room, as well as Christy Teigen saying she is officially canceled. And we wanted to get I your like that you're counting that as part of Bravo. Wait, did Christy Teigen say that today? <laughs> she did, I think. Today? She said oh, another thing? on page six. Mm -hmm. She I said that she's like officially, she's worried she's going to be forever canceled. Oh my God, she's so annoying. I yeah. can't. I think that she would be so much happier if she just stopped navel gazing. Like, all, and I said this on Ryan's podcast too. I'm like, she just is so just like stare, thinking about herself all day, every day. It's like, go volunteer somewhere. Like, I agree. You know, I once went through something very traumatic and my mom, instead of like kind of um, 
suggesting that I do something that was sort of like cushiony to me. She had me work at a um, like center for women who had been abused, who ran away from abusive homes. And I worked with the kids, like just, I essentially was playing with children, but I was around these people who had had like horrifying things happen to them. And it really did contextualize that what had happened to me was bad, but not comparatively to what, you know, other people go through and it actually really helped me be better you know what I mean not just better as um a person because that obviously hopefully did happen as well but like more better with what had happened to me and I think that's part of her problem she's spending so much time thinking about her own pain I feel she spent extremely little time thinking about what she actually has done to other people Exactly. And that's why her response to all of this makes it so much worse than what like could have happened. And I always say that I'm like, everyone makes mistakes. It's like how you react and respond to it is like, what is telling of your character. And, you know, if if she had taken some time to really think about this and go silent and come out with like the most sincere apology and say that she donated to this place or this place and really, you know, take it seriously instead she kept making jokes and all of her stupid I'm like stop making jokes your shtick has worn off a long time ago no as soon as I read because I when she put out that post the other day with the jeans and I was one of like when she put it out I was like looking at it as it came out and when she had the last thing was like anyone else been canceled is there a support group and I was like oh no no, no, no. no. This is not, and I used to like Christine Deegan before I knew all of this. Like, I thought she was kind of cute. I didn't know her that well, but I thought she was kind of cute. But then with all of this, the more, I've just never seen anyone who digs more of a hole and also is creating more drama than needed. Like, she keeps bringing this up. Let it, like, die exactly. down. Exactly. And you know what it is? It's like she needs, she needs the attention. Yeah, I agree. Yes. She needs it. She's addicted what? to it. Like, it's scary. And what's weird is, like, she does actually, at least from afar, seem to have, like, a happy home life. From afar, knowing nothing except for what she's put out there. But still, so it seems even more strange to me that, like, she is still so desperate for this outside love. When it seems like she has, like, beautiful children, beautiful husband, really close, good relationship with mommy. Like, why are you so in need of this attention? Exactly. And that's what everyone keeps saying. It's like, you have everything anyone could ever dream of. Like you said, a beautiful family, all the money in the world. You can travel anywhere. She was just in fucking Italy for two weeks. And she has the audacity to come on Instagram and complain about her life. I think I empathize with anyone. I know that, you know, depression and anxiety, like it doesn't discriminate. Like I, I completely empathize, but she should know that that would not go over well like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you that or like a PR expert like definitely not that I I 100% agree but actually who's been surprising me is kind of Hannah because I kind of thought Hannah might play and I feel like actually more recently at least for me she sort of disappeared which I felt like was sort of good I was even surprised she made a comment I didn't even think she she did some sort of interview or some podcast and I talked about this on Ryan's also about how she was talking about the rest of the cast conspiring against her by like bloggers and she like kept act acting like it was like some conspiracy and i i compared them also on on this week's episode i was like 
Hannah and Chrissy Teigen remind me of each other because they're both very narcissistic and kind of like peaked as those like funny girls. And then it kind of wore off and like people saw them for who they really were. And we're just good with them. Like we just do, we don't have to like everyone. And a lot of people just don't like them and they can't accept it. Yeah, no, yes. I agree. They can. And I honestly feel like, Maybe because I like Paige. I think she's funny. I think I usually like her little remarks. And and I don't think she's a comedian. I mean, she's funny in the sense that I think, like, she'll make comments in her little interview, presuming that they're not written for her, that are, you know, little snappy little comments that I, I I don't mind them. But I feel like in so many ways, Paige has soured for me a little bit because of her association with Hannah and I'm very excited to see her without her but then in a weird jump in my head but it makes me think then that other thing with Craig is fake because I feel like she's try like she's one of those people who shines when she feels attached to someone else who's a bigger personality and I just am very concerned that we're never going to get like a kind of real take on her. Well, what do you guys think of Sierra? Because uh, I can't read her at all. I mean, she was, like, super, super boring and lame last season. Like, I had no interest in seeing any more of her. I would have been fine with, like, them getting rid of that couch entirely. Like, the couch with at the reunion <laughs> with Hannah Page and Sierra. Like, just chop that off. But I guess they decided it makes sense that they would bring back. Because Paige has weirdly like stayed a fan favorite like even though she associates with hannah and like doesn't have a storyline ever like people just like her because she's kind of likable like you said she makes snarky funny comments um it makes sense that they would keep her because they want to like keep the giggly squad fans or like half the giggly squad fans or whatever and she's like kind of a fan favorite but like with sierra i don't know and now i'm like what she's not like i think of like the core friend group like Lindsay, danielle Kyle, Amanda, Carl, like Luke are all genuinely friends in real life and hang out when cameras aren't there. Paige and Sierra like aren't like Amanda's friends with Paige, but like they're not really like friends with the core group. So that's why I'm like, well, I want to see just the friends. I I agree. I agree. I think when Paige and Hannah first came on, I had liked Paige, but more for superficial reasons because I like the way she dressed. But mm-hmm. with Hannah, I never could read Hannah. Like, I'd always tell Alana, I didn't get why fans liked her. I felt like there was something off and that we could never read her. So for me, it wasn't a surprise that, like, this year everyone's kind of seeing what I felt like was just a very contrived kind of person she created. And, like, exactly caricature for, for me. But, like, I would love to see Summer House like seeing what they're really like as in the friends because they get into so much drama when it's like Lindsay with Carl or Kyle and the letter, the beautiful letter Kyle wrote. We need more of that. Exactly. Amanda and Paige are real friends though, it seems to me, no? Yeah, so hopefully we'll get like more of that. But Sierra, I don't know. I feel like she gives... The connection is like Amanda and Paige. Yeah. 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 But, like, with Sierra, like, I don't know, last year, maybe being a little OCD myself, I found myself getting real anxiety when I would see her room. And then, like, she really offered nothing, like, on screen in terms of interaction. Even the big fight, it was sort of very strange, her involvement in it. It was kind of, like, 
the whole nine o'clock thing and everything. I don't know. I just don't feel like if she is like she is last season, this season, we'll see her for a third season. I would have rather them brought someone real in who like they party with, you know, when they go do things. Yeah. And it's like, I like agree that, you know, so much of Hannah's persona was contrived. Like she was like acting and you can kind of see that, which is why people hated her so much. She wasn't like a fun villain because fun villains are like authentic as shitty as they are, you know, how they really are Yeah, to a certain extent, you know, but, um, Right? I feel like Giselle is a fun villain. Yeah, exactly. Giselle is just herself, but yeah. she, like, stirs the pot and, like, says, like, you know, fucked up shit sometimes, but she's always herself. So that's, like, a perfect example. But, yeah, Hannah was just very contrived, and I almost felt like she, like, m- manipulated Sierra, not just, you know, about the Luke situation, but, like, how to play, like, into her, like, show, like, delusions like she had, been, yes. you know, she, she wanted Sierra. She was like, so this is going to be like this. And like, she probably had coach Sierra and like, that's how I felt at least. Cause the nine o'clock thing made no sense. And I was like, always, I was always team Luke because it really just made no sense to me. And I've actually still gotten in arguments about this on Twitter because some people still are like, well, she, it was a boundary. And it's like, she had never brought up that boundary before though. Like, how was he supposed to know? Like, I don't know. Also, 100%, I think, like, when everyone was bagging on Luke at the reunion for saying to Hannah that he never wanted to invite her, like, the producers kind of pushed I was like, no, 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 no. That, to me, came across very much into my idea of Hannah, which is that she takes small things and kind of turns it into something that would allow her, you know, to have like a certain narrative on the show and it seems to me that when the show wasn't on air like when she screenshotted the pictures of their conversation she was doing things to manipulate this kind of view of their relationship and I thought that was just his way of almost defending his own like sense of reality yeah no totally totally like she and we saw it happen like firsthand that's another reason why she had to go it's like something would happen and then by the time Hannah would you know, tell someone what happened, it would be a completely different story. Like she was a, we saw it. We were like, wait, you're lying. Like you can't have that because we don't believe a word she says anymore. Like now I I hate to say it, but it's like, she had said that she had been in a toxic relationship, like on her, on her first season, she talked about a past relationship being toxic. And now knowing Hannah, I'm like, I bet it wasn't. Like, Hannah's probably just, or thought if it, it was, it's because she was toxic. Yeah, she's toxic. Like, you know, it's just, I don't believe a word she says, to be yeah. honest. So, yeah. But on an exciting news, I've ordered my lover boy sweatshirt, <gasps> and it's en route, and it's coming from Syracuse, New York, which I know is not in the Hamptons, so therefore I know that they have opened up and moved on and found someone to manufacture for them and do shipping, and it's coming USPS, so I don't know when I'll ever get it, but it is on Earth. <laughs> Ilana and I have an addiction, but it's something we've both come to accept. Accessories. Nikki Rooks is our go-to when accessorizing any outfit. Her unique designs are amazing standalone pieces or work gorgeously stacked together. You can shop Nikki Rocks by going to her website, NikkiRocks.com. N-I-C-K-I-R-O-X-X.com. Apply our discount code STYLISHLYSOLOMON25 for 25% off. Stylishly Solomon 25. Solomon with all O's. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. 
We know you'll thank us later. Happy shopping. Um, <laughs> on that note, so I don't know if you guys listened this week to So Bad It's Good to Monday's episode, but um, I finally met Ryan in LA. Yes, I saw the pictures too, and I did listen. Because I like when he's like, Sophie can't be here, and you're like, psych. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. that was so fun. <laughs> And he ended up driving me to the airport. Anyway, he gave me an espresso martini lover boy, which I have been wanting to try. And I also was coming back from LA. So obviously, you know, I had some other stuff in my bag. They went through, <laughs> they went through my bag and the only thing they confiscated was the lover boy. So I never even got to drink it. And they were like, you can drink it really fast, like right now if you want. And I'm like, what if it, it was like, it was like 11 a.m. I just like chug an espresso martini. <laughs> but I'm mad. I still haven't gotten to try the espresso martinis, but the, the lover boys, like the hibiscus tea or whatever other flavors, those are all good. Well, I think it's Ryan who has been. I feel like yeah, but- summer house. I need to try one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't drink alcohol, but I will say that um, if I ever do drink an alcohol, an espresso martini sounds delightful. Oh, they're my favorite. They're my favorite. I just like everyone on Below Deck is always ordering it. So I'm like, I feel that I'm missing out on something like deeply. Me too. Fantastic. Have you guys never had them? I've never, because I've just started drinking more recently, and I don't love coffee, but I like martinis, so I feel And like I love espresso, funny. so therefore, I feel the martini part I could, like, get on board with. Okay, so I don't like regular martinis, because they're salty, and, like, I don't like olives, but I've been drinking espresso martinis since before they had a name. Like, I, and I was with a <laughs> friend in L.A., and I was like, Sam, can you just, like, on the record, like, I, or, and I always tell people that, and they're like, yeah, right. I'm like, I've been ordering them for, like, five years. And she was like, yes, like, you, ha- you have been drinking espresso martinis for forever. Now everyone's like, it's this new thing. But anyway, we were drinking with some of her L.A. friends, like, people from California, had never, ever had them either. And I feel like they're just so, co- like, I don't know. I feel like everyone has had them. I need to, I need to be in like the know now. I'll, I'll have one when I do. I love them. They love them because they taste like milkshakes, basically. Like they don't taste like alcohol. They taste like milkshakes. Oh, I would like so, I once went, there is like in Harrods in London, there is like a chocolate bar and they make alcoholic chocolate drinks. And they had something that was like chocolate espresso something and I didn't realize it had alcohol in it so I did have some of that which I shared with a friend who also doesn't drink alcohol and then we both found out a few sips in that we were drinking something with alcohol so we stopped so that's probably the closest thing I've ever had to an espresso martini but um it was it tasted like chocolate so when you said a milkshake it sounded like maybe I have had one actually next yeah I'm gonna gonna be a (laughs) I just discovered um, tequila sunrises, which have really been my favorite. <laughs> oh, God. I, like, can't drink tequila these. I, except I do love margaritas. Margaritas. For some know. reason, like, the taste of tequila, just, I have so much, like, just PTSD from bad nights. Oh, no. And it's sad because everyone's, like, tequila shots. And I'm, like, it makes me want to, like, throw up. Thank I just did. Doesn't tequila make people happy? Isn't that the happy alcohol? What? It probably is, and I wish I could drink more of it without wanting it to. It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
sad. It's really sad. My stomach, like, really can't, just shots in general, I feel like. My stomach, like, can't take it anymore. It's, like, too much. But, yeah. I'm, like, like uh, I just did, a, I think, my first tequila shot, like, two weeks ago. And I did <laughs> 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 Wait, what'd you, what'd you think of it? I, I think I got, I, I did get a little drunk. I was, I, I, and I did tell my mother the story, but like, I woke up with like a, a bruise on my arm. <laughs> oh, God. Mom was like, I don't even know. Like, I know I got home. And then I don't know what happened after I got home. <laughs> but it no, was but Dina is the of- most fun drunk you'll ever meet. Like, you know, oh. in person, as, like, a sober person, she's, like, fine. But, like, meet her drunk, and it's the best time ever. I have, on multiple occasions, tried to get her drunk so I could take, like, advantage of her good humor. Oh, my God, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love fun dr- I feel like I'm a fun drunk, too. I love fun drunks because they're mean drunks, and mean drunks aren't fun to be around. But you seem like you're a fun drunk from the story. I am. Yeah, I love I'm your stories. I, if I were to drink with anyone, it would be you, too. Oh my God. I love that. We have to make it happen one day. But yeah, my drunk, my drunk alter ego is Bambi legs because I kind of, just, <laughs> it's like a, a baby deer. Like I get wobbly knees and I'm just like, ah. but I'm like fun. Like it's funny. So yeah. <laughs> but I've known like some of my college friends, like they, they still get really mean when they drink. And it's just like, I don't want to, if I knew that I became mean when I was drunk, I would like just not drink. Same. Yeah, but everyone is or to become a Bravo lab. Yeah, that also two options. <laughs> I feel like most of my life because I I I would always drink a, like a little, but I only started drinking like probably like five years ago. And everyone in my family very much is like, please drink, have more. So at least at this yeah. point, <laughs> my like favorite stories with Dina are ones where she is lit. Speaking <laughs> of people who might be lit, did you guys see Mary Cosby's um post? Yes. I was, I want details. Yeah, she didn't like elaborate or like it's just kind of like a mystery. Like I don't really I don't understand. And she's and, like everyone knows and Heather admitted it, right? Didn't it say Yeah, Heather? she's like she admitted it. Like no who like casually admits that she's a racist? And then also Heather has said nothing either. So I'm so confused. I just want details. And like is Rihanna still following Heather? Was this enough information to make her stop? What do we I know? Oh, that's a good question. We should probably check. But um yeah, I don't know. I think that also like she's like so um unhinged in a way Mary that I feel like people are kind of like oh Mary and there was no like detail nothing yeah if Heather responded it would be like Heather is like even just like eating it yeah she's just um I can't think of the word it's not even worth it because it's like, what is Mary even talking about? Like, I just want to know, like, if she's not going to tell a full story, then don't just, like, allude to it. No, you know? of course. And I hope this is a scene within the housewives. Like, I hope we get to, like, they're going to be like, and Mary posted this. And Heather's like, so here's what happened. But I checked Heather's feed all day. And she was posting a lot of, I think, charity stuff, but nothing about what happened. That's interesting, I though. Nothing. So I was like, okay. Let's well, at least now we have two things we'll be looking for in season Jen and all things related to her arrest and the question of is Heather a racist well but speaking then of arrest so 
Did you did you um, hear about Lisa Rena with the like? And yes, Erica. So do you think that's who Erica was talking about with the? Didn't she do a tweet or an Instagram post basically saying that one of the people in her circle is like not like a snake, but like telling on her? Honestly, like I her tweets have been like so much, but yeah, she I think she had some cryptic tweets like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of these stories about Rena all of a sudden, like the connection, the like copyright infringement, yeah, the co- that, yeah, and that's like a separate thing, but it's like still like she's not having a good week. And I mm-hmm. guess what they're, what they're saying is, and you guys probably saw this was that like, um, Rena after like, you know, figuring it out, like turned in gave the money back to the authorities or whatever and like turned against erica but they still i think were acting friendly on social media like in the last few days so like i don't really know what to believe honestly i do think though if there was some like stuff happening between rinna and erica it would explain why this season she is so um different in terms of her support and everything of of Erica mm-hmm. because I've been so confused by Rina's like if her whole shtick is owning it and all own these it. stuff yeah own it and you're so angry and all that stuff then like who who is this person this season was like it's her private business I don't want to say anything until you know so it, it makes sense because Erica had given her money yes and then it would also then make sense why she would be afraid that maybe if that money was tainted, it might be taken away. And also, you know what I mean? There's so many layers to what her motivation. Well, it must have, she must've given her the money during COVID last year or around that time, because that's when all of a sudden they were BFF imposed. They were all of a sudden like kikiing all the time and went to be like these extremes. And I remember even said to Alana, I was like, when did this friendship that like was never there all of a sudden they're like the best things ever. But I feel like Lisa knew, and now I think somebody told her it was, like, gonna, maybe, like, it was gonna get officially found out, so then she reacted to save her own tush, because I just feel like She's also the most disloyal, like, she just will do any, she'll throw anyone on, her own kids. Oh, yes, of course. For sure. Oh my god, yeah, Rinna, like, Rinna, if I had to predict, I love, like, this season, I would say Rinna and Dorit, and obviously Erica. Like, Erica needs to be gone after the season, after we watch it all play out, of course. But, um, yeah, Rinna and Dorit, just, like, they don't fit in anymore. Like, What do you feel about Dorit? Because you see how everyone on social media is, like, saying, like, some people are saying she's not giving enough. Other people are saying that they feel like people are being too hard on her and that she kind of is just... I don't think... She's never, ever, ever been open about her life or her like money issues or anything. Her only ever plot line has been um, puppy gate, like, and I guess panty gate a little bit. Like she, I don't know. It's like, she's never really like had anything to give. And I don't even think it's like her, I think it worked for a few seasons of her whole, like, I'm just going to, you know, do the fashion and then no one will notice that like, I really have nothing else to give storyline wise. <laughs> um but I think the Bravo editors were, like, are testing it out this season to see if th- how the show is without her, really. Like, fading her? Oh, mm-hmm. that would make sense if why she's in last... Because wasn't she not even in last week's episode? Yeah, like, barely. She just, like, was on the balcony at one point, remember? 
Yeah. So like, that's my guess that she's just not going to be back next season at all. And Rena needs to freaking go. I think Rena will do whatever she can to stay on the show, which is like at this point, maybe like completely turning on Erica so she can get like the fans on her side. Like she'll do whatever it takes because she has no loyalty or conscience. But, um, yeah. And then besides that, I like love, I love the season of Beverly Hills. Otherwise so far it's, it's doing a good job. I love this season. I would love for one person to be a little bit more like. Oh, for sure. And I think, but did you see the mid-season trailer? Yes. I just watched it. People were on the call with you. I was like, Because it looks like they're actually like having those conversations with Erica where it's like, we have. Yes. Yeah. It just ruins it that we've seen on social media that they've been hanging out with her. That's what I was going to say. It does. All I could think about watching the trailer was the birthday video and that stupid thing Kyle did where she's singing It's Expensive to Be Me and all this other stuff. They were all singing. It wasn't just Kyle. I don't know. Kyle's most on camera, right? Wasn't she? Yeah, but that's just because she likes her face. She's got a new one. (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, all of them, like, yeah, so that kind of, like, ruins it, but I'm hoping that we get some people, like, Sutton, maybe, if Sutton's the one that she's barking at, which, yeah, she is in the, in the mid-season trailer, um, I think that Sutton could be the one, because I feel like Sutton does have, like, you know, even though she's, she's kind of weird and, like, inappropriate awkward person (laughs) Um, (laughs) she's like good reality tv and i think she has like a moral because she hasn't been on reality tv as she's like a newbie like she still has a soul and a in a moral compass so i could see her and it looks like you know her daughter i can't remember her daughter's name but she's so cute and like well behaved like it seems like she's like a normal like good mom no, I agree. But she also seems like she has enough money that she's in this for, like, fame more than she's in it for money, which usually makes a better housewife because yes. you get something like the Kathy Hilton moments or, you know, the ugly leather trouser moment or pants or whatever, um, where you have someone who is being, like, emotional in a more authentic way because they're not, like, in it for a paycheck. They're in it just to, like, the experience of this all. Right. Exactly. That's a great point that like, she doesn't need the money. And that's kind of like, I feel like the housewives started with the ultra rich and now it's just like people just trying to keep up appearances that actually aren't that rich. But Sutton is, yes. she Sutton is rich. Sutton just needs rich. Sutton rich. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a few people who know Sutton and Sutton is like in it with not just like celebrity but also like royalty and things like that like she has the most authentically which is perfect like that's the perfect real house of beverly hills like that's someone with so much disposable income like someone posted that she was like she bought an extra front row seat at some fashion show for her birkin like that's how rich she is like lisa rinna would never yeah, I just want her style. Like, I don't, just don't understand how somebody who has that much, like, why no one in her inner circle, because Rachel Zoe even said she knows her. Why isn't anyone saying to her, don't put that on? Wait, I kind of like Sutton's style. I like, I kind of like Sutton's style. I think that it's, like, unique. Like, she has, like, a, she has, like, a distinct, a, knowing 
knowing it's all couture makes me appreciate it more. But I, th- I like that she's like, she has fun with her style. Like she's not afraid of like a pussy bow or like a sheer, like she has fun and like, it's better than, you know, all the basic ass bitches and like Erica Jane outfits and Dorit's rented outfits. Like I yeah. like that has like, and she doesn't have like the, the logos like splash, like Dorit. No, it's not about the logos for me. It's the cuts. I think whoever put. No, I love a shift dress. No, no, she looks like a, a mis- no. Okay. No, here's what I think. I think that we have to also remember not that she's old but her age her might you know her body shape and all these things so that might be like her tummy might be the area where she's most insecure about so she's showing her skinny legs and she you know her her dick says you know the areas she might be more confident about but i don't mind her style and i quite like that she is sort of her own little character in the fashion world because there is and you know you know better than anyone you know there is like every kind of fashionista you know there is the one who is like the zimmerman i'm constantly on holiday jet set type and then there is the like kind of um runway dior kind of more like a versace kind of i'm on the hottest trend the most like prada bag you know bottega see me i'm wearing what's hot and then there is someone like her who is just like i appreciate the art of this and i think that's what she is Yes, and I like that. I and yeah, the shift dresses. I think she has really nice legs. Really like, nice legs. Yeah, so I think she likes to wear minis to like show off her legs. Um, but yeah, everyone always rags on her style, and I'm like, we can rag on Giselle's style, which is objectively terrible. I objectively, think I kind of like appreciate Sutton style, and I'm also I love like gir- really girly feminine things. Which she, I'm like, and I know people- You're talking to your people. Yeah, Yeah. it's not that I don't like the pieces. I honestly think the cuts that she wears are so unflattering. And sometimes like, I feel like who's tailoring it or who's this? And maybe because I work with a lot of clients where everything is, everything gets bespoke. So I know that they're making it to made to measure. I don't understand sometimes why they do that. And like, I like- But it's a shift dress. They're not measuring it to to be fitted. And I think it's because her tummy might have a little bit of love there. It's not just a shift. Even with the bow, why wasn't it steamed out? They had no crinkly. It looked really bad. Why didn't anybody, even the way her pants, I don't know, maybe. But that Dolce bow has wire in it. So I think it's supposed to crinkle. I don't think it was meant to sit flat. I feel like something was off. I just, with her. I like pieces. I just don't like the way it's over. But I used to appreciate on housewives like if you watch like early seasons oc that it was trying to like emphasize this sort of extra ultra lifestyle and then if you watch oc now with like the gina (laughs) you know and it's like you know she can barely afford the flat and like that's fine i'm not saying that that's wrong in any way but just in terms of like the plot i feel like they lost their plot and so i appreciate people like a sutton who her entire being is you know, you know, buy myself a gift of a Bentley kind of lifestyle. Well, I love that. I think Sun is a real housewife. Like, I would have loved to have seen Sun and Lisa, which I know no one loves Lisa, but I still love her, and I'd love to see her back. You no. don't like Lisa Vanderpump either? I think that she is the... I think she's so slimy. I think that she is, like, genuinely a slimy, slimy person, and I don't understand how she... Like... I don't know. I, I 
have been seeing so many like LVP, like, oh, bring back LVP. I'm like, no, she's like manipulative. Like, I just think she's slimy. It's not that I don't think she's slimy. And maybe I'm a little biased because I got to meet her once and she was just so nice and beautiful and I couldn't get over her. Oh, that's what I've heard. Yeah, she's beautiful in real life. And like, people love her. Yeah, people, I think it's just who, who did you believe? I just do, I always like knew that Lisa Vanderpump was leaking stories. Well, here's what I think. When it comes to Lisa and like Beverly Hills, I think it's probably one of the most self-produced shows. So like Alana and I have always believed when it first started, Kyle and Lisa were about behind everything. Like I think they were the two, like Mm -hmm. Alana and I have discussed like probably the two leaders. I know they're the ones that got the Taylor stuff leaked. Like they were the ones that were really making sure that this show was going a certain way to me. So I always look at it like it was more like this is a fight between Kyle and Lisa because I think Lisa yeah. felt Kyle was trying to make it look like it was just Lisa when it's both of them. So mm. for me, I was like, you all are involved. I do think that. I, I think the reason Kyle um, is survive everything is because she's much better at being authentic off camera and real and sort of being a little more subtle handed when she's sort of guiding the the production end of it whereas Lisa I think is much more like we're gonna make this happen this is what it's gonna be she has a heavy hand I feel like Kyle feels just yeah like way more like authentic and relatable where you're like oh like I believe I trust her whereas Lisa since she's so buttoned up and so like you know pristine and rehearsed it's like I just don't believe her I think that she's a really good liar and I think she's probably lied so much over the years to like the Vanderbilt rules audience whatever it is I just I just don't trust her I don't know I I think all of I've never like liked her I think all of the Bravo shows are having a really hopefully good moment where they're kind of trying to fade out the less authentic people like the Hannahs Mm -hmm. and I love Lisa for what she gave us in the past but I actually don't like super love usually bringing someone back unless it's like they're in a good place with the people and you're seeing them a lot like interacting and then we're like okay how did they get here because they left from a bad place and since we're not seeing any of that I'm not eager for her to come back because then she'd just be coming back to be at war with them and it wouldn't make sense. No, like, no, I, I want to see uh, friendship. I agree that, like, there's no point at this point for her to come back. Like, I would still love, which I know a lot of people don't agree with me either, like, Bethany to come back. I love when the bee is back and I just, I feel like that energy. And well, there's rumors, though, that there's that she's talking to come back. Really? I miss Yeah, them. have you guys heard that? No. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I gave up on um, New York kind of like a long time ago. I'll tune in. Like, Before I'm, this season? Um, It just was always, I watched, but like it was always my least favorite franchise. Oh, I think you've said that. Really? Yeah, always. I think you're the first person I've heard say that. Why? I know. Um, I just, there's no one that I like, I root for. Like there's literally just no one, like if anything, maybe this season, like, Sonia, I love Sonia. Um, but yeah, it's it's never felt like, you know, there's someone for me to like root for or care about. Whereas like, I don't know. I'm excited for Heather Dubrow to come back. Love <gasps> Heather Dubrow. Love Heather. Oh, so excited. Like, and like with Potomac, you know, you have like amazing, like 
amazing characters that you like root for. It's Without, like, we, can we ask you, how are you feeling of Wendy this season? Yeah, not we just fan. got no whole convo. And I liked her last yeah. season. I don't get a fan. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, I I think that she's completely like changed her whole um, personality, not just her appearance, but like her personality. And I feel like she's just like, yeah, it's kind of like the inauthentic thing where it feels like she's giving the viewers what she thinks they want. Yeah, and it's like yourself. I- I literally, before you came on, because as you mentioned before, you were running a little late. So we got into this whole discussion on Potomac and I feel like, you know, exactly what I don't like about Leah is what I don't like about Wendy, which is like, they are, did so much to their glow up on the outside that they weren't in touch with what made them likable, which was on the inside. And we've lost that. So all we're getting is someone who is kind of like a vain sort of half person whereas the things that were attractive about them initially were that they came across very authentic and this kind of group of people who had lost their authenticity mm-hmm. and I just I'm really sad with Wendy because I was really into her last season and this season I'm just well you know, she I know I well yeah she just seems so it's like you can fix your appearance but she clearly has some like inner confidence issues that she has to work on and I think Bravo Historian, or someone posted this, Bravo Historian and I always have opposite opinions of literally everything. <laughs> and yes, I was always team Monique. She's like, right now, she's like, I love Wendy, and if you don't love Wendy, you're weird. And I was like, wait, does everyone love Wendy except me? No. And I, then I was looking online, I was like, okay, a lot of people like are thinking the same thing. And um, someone, someone was like, it's actually misogynistic. I think that Bravo Historian may have like, re- tweeted this or something it's actually misogynistic to accuse a woman of being jealous or insecure and i'm like no as women we pick up on those clues we know know when someone is projecting or being mean to us because they are unhappy with themselves and see us you know just any woman has probably dealt with like a jealous or toxic friend or whatever it is and people are like that is so misogynistic i'm like no she it's just very obvious to tell that wendy is jealous of mia Period. Yeah, and also that I mean, Wendy is really angry. She came into yeah. the season with so much anger that whoever was going to set her off, she was going to go in full. Like when? Well, I think she seems to, at least from the rumors, have all this hurt from her husband. I think she has like some real trigger. You have a sister, one or two? Just one. Yeah, and so coming from a house, I have two sisters. You know, I think that you're also even more clued in, not just because as a woman you're attuned, but also when you have a sister, so you have intimate relationship that in your house, I mean, with uh, someone who's like a peer and a sister. You're very aware when someone is projecting their hurt your way and you're getting like the burden of that pain. And I feel like that's what Dina and I were talking about if we were listening to it. But I feel like Wendy's issues with Mia, who I have to say, I'm not like in love with Mia. I didn't like feel, oh my God, she's the greatest thing. I heard a lot of people writing that and it wasn't for me that type of connection. But what I did feel was that she's looking at Mia as like her polar opposite. And that might be someone who is to her, the type she sees her husband is who she's losing to. So it's like triggering her. And I feel like you're seeing that sort of hurt and pain come out in her behavior towards Mia because it's such a level of hurt that there is someone else she's seeing Mia represent. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it was very, very obvious. And I think, yeah, she is coming across as just like insecure, unhappy, like not secure in her marriage, especially during like that game. Alana was just talking about the game because I said, I think she seemed really like intense, but Alana didn't see it like that. And I really. Well, no, I didn't think that. Wait, wait, let me just clarify. What I said was, I didn't think, I felt like Nia kept making comments in her interview, like, oh, because she was telling her husband to write this or whatever. It was like a marriage thing. I think what she came across was a general insecure, not necessarily specifically towards her marriage. I just saw a lot of insecurity coming off of her in terms of general presentation. Like her outfits, her sitting, her... Oh, the part where before they had to write who they would... Yeah, and she told them not to write it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that was weird. She wasn't just letting them be themselves. Like, she didn't trust him. Whereas, like, the other couples were just, like, being themselves and, like, being honest. It's like, she's trying to control him and, like... That's what I thought. I thought... That's because I said the other... A lot of fun. I would have liked my husband if he went on TV and said one of my friends was, like... Hot, and not because we'll have we'll have like alhamdulillah like very good marriage but like i just feel like you know if i wouldn't like that but i might go along with it for the show just so i didn't come across a certain way but if they were having issues i could imagine she was like don't test me yeah but it's like okay you had to tell your husband that like if you know that's a sensitive thing like, maybe he should know not to, like, write anything. I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. The fact that she was trying to, like, control him, I was like, that's a bad look. And I also read that she wasn't, like, she was only temporary. She was, like, a temporary professor at Johns Hopkins or whatever it was. And she doesn't even do it anymore because I guess they didn't, like, offer her tenure, like, hire her full. I don't know, like, what it was about why she's not a professor anymore. But, like, the candle business is, like, such a pivot. And you could tell that he was kind of, like, annoyed by it. But yeah. And she, so she, because last year she made it seem like she's been, like, a professor and doing all this stuff for, like, years and years. That's, a lot of and that's all I know about her. Yeah. I, do, I don't know anything about her besides that she has four degrees and she was a professor or, like, whatever. Like, I have no idea. But, yeah, I'm, you know, like not, I'm over her. Honestly, she definitely has this second season where she just sort of soured. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's what happens when you start like believing your own hype. Like yes, also like you just can't. But you have to stay humble. That's why they always all celebrities always say that they're like the one you have to stay humble. But I also think what seems to happen is that these women who join first season come back second season and I think like act like they're part of the family since the beginning. Like Leah, the other <gasps> like, That's annoying. Yeah, like Leah. Leah is driving me crazy with that. With Luann and Ramona being like, the three of us need to go talk to her. Leah, why are you there? Even when she was having that conversation with Ebony. I know I said this last week on the podcast, but it drives me crazy when she was sitting there with Ebony like, Oh, they have this long history with, with Sonia and they're so over her behavior. I was like, you just met her. And then there was a pandemic. You weren't even with her. She was in the middle of nowhere for almost a year. So don't act like you have some intimate knowledge of this person. Like, please. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think we also saw that with Hannah, Hannah Burner, that after the season with, with Luke, like the, she had the hot male model, like, I think that her head, it just really went to her head and it ruined, it ruined her career. It's like, that's, that's why it's so important that you like not let it get, 
not let fame get to your head because it will just ruin Catherine Heigl. I always love thinking about oh, yeah. she ruined her career by just like, you know, being terrible to work with. She let it go to her head. Like it's such a good example. No, but I always look at Hannah. I have this cousin who on a non-celebrity version of life, she is Hannah. Like that's exactly what happened. She was like the cool girl that like hot guys liked because she had this very like chill kind of easygoing thing. We were so close. And in terms of like personality, I could project. I was more the page and she was like the Hannah and we got on so well. But then she really started to believe her own like hype, you know, that all the girls would be like, oh, you're this, you're this. And she became such a rotten person and so um, like conscious of everyone else's version of her that she stopped being the version of her that was likable and I think about that all the time that I knew someone who happened like in a private life I can't even imagine like the scale that it's happening with these women who are getting social media love like that but it's not real it's edited like you have to like they have to be aware of it forget about the people viewing it being like oh no this is a real thing the person living it has to know they've been edited. How do they believe it so purely and ruin themselves so deeply? Yeah. And, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say because I'm so ADD. But I was going to say something related about how, um, I don't know, something about Hannah. It will come back. The worst. It'll yeah. It'll, It'll come back, back to you. But and we uh, will circle back. If you have like, uh, five more minutes, we just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on everything, like a little bit on the Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. What? Like, do you think it's Britney typing right now? I did notice less emojis. I don't know. It's really mysterious. I don't know. It kind of sounds like her. Like, I've been reading the captions in her voice. I don't know. I think, like, the Jamie Lynn clapback. I'm just like, why would her team do that? I don't know. The Jamie Lynn stuff, I'm like, she's done. Like, get Jamie yeah. Lynn. Like, she needs to go into hiding. Like, yeah. forever. Like, go. she had purchased her house with Britney's money after, like, lying to everyone and saying that, you know, she paid for her own life. It's like, no, you didn't. And where is this house in Florida? Is this the Destin house? Yes. And why Destin? Who lives in Destin? I have no idea. But Dina, we're going to the Panhandle. Oh, is that in Destin? Yeah. So we're going to go. We're going to go hunt for the house. I've never, I've never heard of Destin until this. And I was like, where is Destin? Oh, that beautiful sand. Oh, dude. Destin's pretty. (laughs) Destin's pretty. I mean, that's like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've been to Destin exactly before but i've been like to everywhere in florida oh have you i wear i'm still getting on really good beaches yeah well so we're in boca so it's like really far to go there but i've been there once and then i started watching flora bama shore and i love Bama. are you caught up Yes, this past season sucked. Gus, I fucking hate Gus. It was such a bad. Oh my gosh, yeah, Gus, like, like, just like, holy George Michael, Gus was driving me crazy. I literally cannot understand why, for an entire season, that one person said you apologized to Jeremiah and then immediately got in a physical fight with him. Like, it's very linear and, and basic, and I don't understand why not one person actually worded it out that way. Every time Kodai would say that he, like, did apologize more authentically than Jeremiah, I was like, 
what is happening? Why is it, what are we not seeing? I like, know, I know. I, I thought it was wild also. I was like, they need to stop baby and coddling Gus and hold him accountable. But I mean, I don't know if Gus is going to end up coming back or if the show in general, because the show's format like only works when they're going out to bars. Yeah. Um, yeah. This for, this season was just so, so bad. And I think that Gus has gotten into huge shit from being like really, really awful on social media to like a woman and saying horrible things about her child. And like, oh, he did. Yeah. It was like in Reddit, like, and then there was like a social media campaign against him. Like it was all obviously only like random, like Florida, sure, like MTV viewers, which isn't a lot of people these days like knew about it. <laughs> but, yeah. So I think he would be like the next Courtney off, but in general, I just don't think they're cast. Like it doesn't work like Jersey Shores does. Like no, no. Like would still be fun. I think also, so I, I thought it was weird what they did with the reunion. I didn't get what they were trying to Jenny do. Jenny and Snooki being reunion hosts was just such a miss. A miss. Yeah. I, yeah. But no, see, I love Jersey Shore. I love Jersey Shore reunion. I was like so happy with the family vacations. I love everything related to Jersey Shore. And I was binging it all from like past to present. And then I ran out. So I went to Florida Bama Shores. And it was kind of like satisfying something that needed to be quenched, if you will. And then this season, Nelsa's pregnant, which amazing i mean yeah good for her very happy for her oh right but it, but it was like a little offensive it was like you're ruining something because yeah. you're very much like at the center of this show and yeah. you know you're not like 10 seasons in now it's not your time for that yeah and then with gus and his hair and the scar and his mood uh. just Nothing was working. And I feel like all the cast is at this place, or at least a lot of the cast, when you have, like, Kirk ready to marry Ren, like, all these people are in this place of life where they're moving on from the show. So either they need a whole new cast or they need a new show entirely. Having said that, I love when shows break the fourth wall, and I did love when Gus ran away, the way we got all that production oh stuff. Oh, my God, I know. That was so <laughs> funny. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I would. I think that the, this cast has ran its course, and I think that just – I love Candace. I, Me too. But I would love, like – When you she know, said Mount Tana. <laughs> yeah, she's so funny. I would love, like, oh, just a whole new cast. Same format yeah. as, like, the original show, where it's just, like, these, like – trashy like southern and now it's like amy when amy was first on the show she'd never gotten like a pedicure before and now it's yes glam it's like she does the foot picture and she does yeah she does the for fans only she does foot fetish people oh yeah 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 yes yes true for only fans or whatever i said for fans only you know what i mean i I wish we could definitely like i don't want i just want to see his little twerking bum find love yeah, I, I just hope there's a Candace, but I don't I, think it's a it's a match. I don't know. Kodai needs to figure stuff out with himself <laughs> before. I think that he needs to take some time. But the fact that he like owns the last name but so well just makes me love him I know. in and of itself. I once had a camp counselor whose last name was Booby, and he was so insecure about it all the time. And I was like, "You're old." Like I was a little kid at the time, and he was the counselor, so I was like, "Get you know, get secure. It's your name. Like own it." Yeah, (laughs) not to ruin myself, but 
honestly, it was enough of a good show to me that I'm very excited that we're going to the Panhandle <laughs> just because I want to go to that area and like find them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You should. I. Who knows what's going on? I'll have to like research that and see if they are like planning on filming or like what the deal is. Yeah. No, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Me neither. So well, we'll they see. they shut down in the winter, right? So I think they're not filming. Like, no, but it's now, already, right? But it's already, like, I thought that they filmed in the summer. Oh, they film in the winter? Well, Last because year. it was snowing in Montana. Oh, that's true. For some reason, I always thought they filmed in the summer, and I don't know why. I thought because it was, like, a summer house, kind of. Yeah. You know, like I think that, like, yeah, know. that's true. It is always summer in Florida. It mm-hmm. is. <laughs> I'm clear. We'll see. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but I don't know why Cody always Cody always reminds me of um like a the, it's just this one scene in Search Party, but with the I love Search Party, the best show, best show, best show. Um, oh, it is. Oh, sorry. The one guy randomly in Search Party, Drew, the actor that plays Drew, the boyfriend. Oh, I love Drew. Yes. I worked with his sister and I remember when the first show premiered, like when the, when it first premiered years ago, like there was no buzz about it. She was like, Oh, my brother, my brother's on the show, like whatever. And now it's like, Oh my God, like they've done such a great job with that show. I it's just, like, but you're right. I started it when it came out like the first year and no one, I would tell everyone to like watch it. No one like would had heard of it. And I think people thought it might be a little weird, but if you keep going, it just, it's so well, maybe it looks like a booby, but I love her in the show. I don't know her real name. I'm just calling her maybe. Maybe from Arrested Development. What's her real name? Oh, Alia Shopcat. Alia Shopcat. It has like booby hair. A booby. A booby. Oh. Not a booby. Oh. A booby. Like a, a Sasta. Yes. Um, but I literally just watching her hair journey has been a joy for me. But She's so talented. One guy, her friend, I love him, and I can't think of. <gasps> He's oh, amazing. Elliot. Yes, what? Elliot. So Kodai always reminds me of Elliot. Like the two, I know they're not the same at all, but in my head, and that scene when he goes home to his family and is like wants to know. Oh, yeah. and then he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, then like, Never mind. Yeah. That's the scene for me. Every time I see Kodai, I'm like, okay, so this is where we're going. This oh is where I love that. Yeah, that was like, such a good episode when he goes through all that to get home. <laughs> he that was it's the best character. I know. It's so funny. Like, And I so can't funny. think of what's the girl's name, but I love her. The best friend, the blonde. She's so cute. Portia. Portia. Alana, how are we forgetting every name right now? Okay. But again, unclear. <laughs> But we're thank you, Sophie, so much for coming on. We could talk to you for hours. You're like, you know, this way, like, Dubai. We always ask our guests the first time they come on. We do sort of um, a merry kind of kill kind of game, but we do call text delete. Will you play with us? Okay. So we'll do it for um, Potomac because you said it was your favorite. Yes. So. Call, text, delete, Ashley, Karen, Giselle. Ooh, that's so hard because I, I actually it love all of them. They're Call, lovely. text, delete. Okay, so I would probably... And you have to say why. <laughs> okay, so if it's kind of like fuck, Mary kill. Yeah. 
in a way. Yes. So um, I would call. So polite. I would call AK Mary Karen just because I feel like she just gives great advice. Like what she was saying about Giselle when she was like, what do you do with someone who is kind of like broken? Whatever she said, she was like, do you like let them be or kind of guide them and reappropriate them into society as like a good person? And I thought that was like very wise of her because it is clear that, you know, a lot of Giselle's like trouble comes from her just being kind of unhappy with herself mm-hmm. um so yeah and then Giselle I just think is so funny so I would like text her just like kiki and then um I guess Ashley I would say delete even though I love Ashley I would just you know if I had to because Michael Darby yeah, yeah. but you can always you can always slide into her DM you can send her a DM you don't you just need to keep that distance yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the distance of not having her phone number on hand exactly. <laughs> too intimate but yeah, with Giselle and Karen's phone numbers in my phone, I would be very happy. Oh my god, imagine yeah. where they're in between friends, so they would come to you to be like, guess what? She <gasps> or like when they're talking about each other, you would have like the real deal. Those are great answers, by the way. Oh my god, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Like honestly, this time just flew by and you're just like so knowledgeable about everything i could honestly sit here and going through like thoughts and thoughts and thoughts of hours well i'll have to come back then please 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 and we can get to everything that was like actually on our list that we didn't get to yeah (laughs) (laughs) keep our podcast very conversational because for us it's like we have this amazing opportunity to sit with people like you who are like people we admire and enjoy so much that we don't want it to feel so structured we want it to feel natural for you too just to have a good kiki yes that's what I love I look I could talk to a brick wall I love just (laughs) love talking can have a conversation all day I could talk to you guys for like seven more hours if I didn't have to work so no and we wouldn't (laughs) keep you for those seven hours but we will let you go but could you just tell everyone where they can follow you and stalk you the way we do (laughs) <laughs> yes, you can find me on Twitter at Soph Ross with four S's at the end. And then on Instagram, I'm Soph underscore Ross. And yes, I wish they were the same handle. It'd make my life so much easier, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It's okay. It's worth it, you guys. She's the best ever. Like, Aww. we are obsessed. So smart, so brilliant, so witty. Like, you're going to love her, her pain. Great writer. Oh, stop. Oh, my gosh. You keep making me blush. Oh, my No, it's actually true. We are such huge fans of Ryan, and you, you have no idea. Getting yeah. Ryan on. We're really fangirly. Yeah. We were even, like, Alana and I was like, we want to message Sophie. And then, like, is it okay? Like, let's oh, God, I love that you did. I love that you did. <laughs> and Brian, Brian is the best. Like, he's just, like, awesome. And he works so hard. Like, he just deserves all of the success that he's been getting. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. He he also really found, like, a unique space because there aren't a lot of voices like his out there. And someone who's also so conscious and open, but also coming from, like, you know, a very, like, you know, straight white male perspective, but being so open to. I just love his sort of takes and I love his impressions when he does his Caitlyn Jenner, I like okay. die laughing. <laughs> and his Garth Brooks are amazing. When he does the Garth Brooks Facebook, I really, that's like my obsession. I was yes. 
crying when I was re-listening those two parts. Whenever he does the Caitlyn Jenner, I literally, yeah, baby, that's what he does. Yeah. I can remember how I like cheer up laughing. I know, and then when he, yeah, when he was doing the Garth Brooks, when he was like, "I'm here to," I can't remember exactly. Let's he's like, "I'm like I'm here. Let's enjoy. Like I want to be real. I want to do good stuff." Yes, (laughs) and I just love the way Ryan made that because I've never seen this Facebook post. But it's like my neither have I. That's what makes it so funny. Yeah, wait, I have to re-listen to it now because I want to think of exactly what he said. He's like, I want to post good stuff, great stuff, real stuff, <laughs> most of all, sincere stuff. Like, so I don't remember what he said, but like, yeah, the way that he feels started, very close, though. Oh my god, thank you, thank you. I need to like get on Ryan's levels with impressions, but yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, I, I very much appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can never do Dorit. I always try really hard at Dorit, and I just like can't do it. Like, I love he did. Oh, yeah. Whatever. But she's got such a unique sort of sound. She, she is wild. Truly a wild one. Like, she's from freaking Connecticut. Anyway, guys, I oh, need to- Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi.